FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason, capitalist pygmy venable, and I'm joined by special guest host, Pat, ain't Americano, bub, Gunter. Hey, Pat. <laughs> hey, Jason. Hey, How's hey. it going up north? Oh, it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This is awesome. Yeah. This is going to be Back a... The... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is going to be a flashback episode. We're going to talk about the Meltdown Havoc and Wolverine miniseries. So I'm pretty stoked. Um, so actually, a little, a little background. Pat had, I don't know, I feel like it was way too long ago just to kind of show how far behind I got on the podcast. Um, but a while back, Pat was like, hey, you're almost to Inferno. And right after that comes Meltdown, and I would love to do it. So I was like, yeah, of course. You know, thinking that'd be like a couple weeks away. And then now, several months later, <laughs> we're finally here. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you are. Can't wait to talk about it, man. Yeah. So, uh, I'm assuming by your request, this is a uh, much-loved series for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I really like it. Like, the, the first time I ever saw Meltdown, I was just mesmerized by how different the coloring was. Right. Yeah. yeah, like what? What is this? What? Like, I'm not too knowledgeable. Like on comics, like a lot of people online, they're on the Facebook groups. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of the insider stuff. Like, I just read them and like them. That's all I know. Right. What is like? What is the style of coloring called in this? Like, would you call this watercolors? Yeah, I think some of it definitely is. So the artist is all fully painted. So it wasn't colored on top of art. Like it was colored as it was done, like with the paints. So there's definitely some oh, watercolor, right, right. and there's probably some, you know, you look at some of the stuff like the first scene we'll talk about, it doesn't look, well, I don't know how they did that. Like, it looks like they almost painted some stencils, maybe. So it looks like there's some different kind of medium, but it's all all painted according to Wikipedia. So, <laughs> and we know they never lie. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was very interesting and definitely different, especially for when it came out. Um, would have been super interesting. We'll talk about a little bit about the imprint. Um, but I got to say, for me, like this is the first time I've ever read it. Like I never really knew about this growing up, and you know, by the time I kind of figured out what it was and got to it, I hadn't started the podcast yet, but I was already planning on it. So I was like, well, I'll just save it for, you know, when I get there. And so I, the first time I read it was a couple of weeks ago and I, I read it twice for the show, but, um, yeah, it was, it'll, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be a good conversation because I think, and I won't give away my feelings on it yet, but like, I have no nostalgia for it. Like it's purely what it is now to, you know, a guy in yeah. 2017 now, you know, interpreting the comic. And so it'll be interesting because I know I'm pretty sure that you have some pretty like kind of, kind of like it brings up some feelings for you, you know? And so it'll be interesting to see if we both, like what our enjoyment level was. So I'm really excited to talk about it with you, Pat. So thank you very yep. much for coming on. 
Oh, thank you, Jason. Yeah, it'd be a cool, it'd be cool, like a comparison for the listeners, like someone reading it for kind of the first time, and I and uh, I have read it. This is like my third time, I think, reading it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't like read it like way back in the day when it first came out, like just like in the last bunch of I don't know, three or five years or something. I've read it. This is like my third time for the show. Nice. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. So the let's talk a little bit about this. What happened is because um. You got these books. They don't really look completely like normal comic books. Uh, kind of got some little cardstock for the covers. And they're, yeah. And they're actually binded. They're not stapled. And um, so let's talk about this Epic imprint. So the Epic imprint, way back in, you know, 89, before, I think it was 89, right? Or was it, was it the tail front in 90? Oh, someone did research. Uh, let me see here. Oh, wow, no, this <laughs> actually is copyrighted 88. This must have been the very end of 88 when this started. Yeah, that's what mine says, 1988. All right, cool. Yeah. And so Epic Comics was started by Jim Shooter, who was yeah. a longtime editor-in-chief for Marvel. And um, it was started, this is way back before, like, it, well, not way before, it's just a few years before Image. But it was Marvel's, like, creator-owned imprint of comics oh, and right. so everything was a little bit different and in most of the epic books were not necessarily marvel characters like your typical heroes they were like new characters that people were trying out and stuff and then you had you had one called electra assassin there was kind of um barely in continuity story with uh, frank miller and bill sankiewicz uh, which focused on Electra, which I would love to go back and find that and read that. That's probably on my one of my future reading lists because that sounds like a dynamite book. But then you had this Havoc and Wolverine book. And um, it was really interesting because if you're a fan of the X-Men and you hear the Simonsons, you know, you, you think of things, right? Like you think of X-Factor, you think of... Thor. Yeah, New Mutants. And usually when they work together... Louise writes, or Wheezy, as she is affectionately called, and Walter Simonson will usually do the art. Well, this time, they're both on the book, but need, Walt doesn't do the art. So I thought that was very interesting, that they they work together, but they're both the writers, which is, you know, it's kind of something oh. new for them. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, is that is that what it is? I actually didn't take the time to read that. The, no. Who did it? Even like I saw, I saw the two. I saw those two names. I just didn't. Take, I assume. I just assumed like they were doing their normal roles. Right. That's yeah. interesting. So, so both of them were the writer. Yeah. So, yeah, oh. the whole series was written by. Um, and we'll just see the credits for the whole thing. Walter and Louise Simonson did the writing, and then this is kind of interesting because you're gonna have to help me out on this, Pat, with your opinion or ideas. So it's Havoc art is by John J. Muth, and Wolverine art is by Kent Williams. And I read this twice, and for the life of me, I'm not in, I have a couple ideas, but I'm not 100% when, who is who. (laughs) Oh, wait, you're saying on on your copy, it says, it says like uh, one of the names was just to draw Alex and one was just to draw Wolverine? Well, I don't know if that's what that means or if that means like they did sections like of the books. Like, you know, this is Havoc section and I did this or this is, I don't know. And I tried looking it up and didn't find a lot of, I'm sure I can look harder. And, but if any fan of the show wants to write in and let us know. I'm really interested to hear like where the breakdown occurred, but that's how they're accredited. So I thought that was very interesting. They're um, they're they're 
it as saying one of them just did Alex and one did Wolverine? Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. Oh, where do you read that? Is that on the Wikipedia? No, it's on my. Uh, so I have the physical copies, and it's in the inside flap. Oh, okay. Yeah, I must not have that page in this. Yeah, uh, yeah digital copy. Yeah, right. it just says like it just says these four names in big bold letters on the front cover. That's where like, you see the names only. It doesn't say uh, like their title of what they're doing, writer okay, or drawing. Cool. Just just the names, and that's it. Yeah. All right. So right inside, you get the whole the whole credits. Um, so uh, Bill Oakley also does the letters, and then R.S. Brosterman, bro, is the designer. So I'm assuming that means that he kind of almost did like some artistic editing, like kind of determine like the flow of the book art-wise and the layout. And since this was all fully painted, he probably helped like photograph the paintings and get them arranged in the actual page. So, so that's really interesting. So anyway, that's our that's our series. Um, that's our credits. Any other thoughts you have before we get into the actual comics? Or just that, uh, yeah, how it was drawn, that's really cool. So you're saying it wasn't like a line, like the normal is line work, right? Like the outline of the line work of the people and stuff, and then then they color it in the inside. This is just like straight taking the coloring to the paper and making the uh, shapes out of the coloring. Yeah, and it looks like, I mean, it looks like they still did some like marker work and stuff. Because there's, there's some parts like, for example... One of the first times Havoc uses his powers. Oh, yeah. There's obviously some kind of outlining going on there, but I think that's still painted, which is pretty awesome. And so, uh, okay. Right on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. Let's get into it. All right. So, issue one, I thought had a great cover. It was, of the four, probably my favorite cover. It has, like, the really cool, like, the title... Like, the letters are kind of almost like, I don't know, like, imagine, like, an old, like, 80s jungle adventure movie. I That's what like, I was about to say. <laughs> I feel like this is the font they would have. And, um, yes. <laughs> and then, so it has Havoc and Wolverine up top, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, you would think, to sell the book, they would have put Wolverine's name first, but it is kind of more of a Havoc story. We'll get into that as we go. But, um, so he gets top billing. And then Meltdown kind of runs through um, all the room, and the numbers are like in this kind of 3D kind of thing. And then the covers, of course, are painted as well. Uh, this first one definitely has some watercolor in it. You can see it on a Wolverine's cowl. But um, it's Havoc in the background, kind of his power emanating from him, his little concentric circles. And then in the foreground, Wolverine with his claws out, and then kind of gleaming in the light. I think it's a really, really great cover. I love it quite a bit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's definitely, it's awesome. I think Alex looks the coolest out of them, too. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely my, this is my favorite cover out of all four. I'd say the, maybe the cover quality slips a little bit from here on. But, yeah, this yeah, one's definitely, I think that's definitely fair. killer. <laughs> but this one's really good. All right, so in this book, in the first issue, basically, here's here's the the summary of what happens. Dr. Neutron and General Meltdown in the Soviet Union back in the USSR discuss how they engineered Chernobyl. Uh, Wolverine and Havoc, meanwhile, take a post-Inferno vacation. They make a bet that whoever uses their powers first, 
has to buy all the drinks for the whole trip. We catch up with and um Oh sorry, misread my notes. We catch up with our sojourners at a bar in New Mexico in not in New Mexico, an actual old Mexico. Um, Wolverine wins a bar fight with no claws. Later they're attacked in their hotel room. They get away, stealing a convertible and the woman who owns it. They are followed by a high-tech car and roadblocked by some tech soldiers. But still no powers used. When the bad car starts flying, Havoc gives, gives in and blasts a fool. Once the powers are confirmed, our lady friend busts a cap in our heroes. Wolverine wakes up in a hospital. The doctor tells him his friend is dead. Turns out they weren't shot with bullets, but with the bubonic plague. Alex is buried outside, uh, they tell Wolverine. So Wolverine walks to the cemetery to see Alex's grave, but something smells funny. He digs up the grave. It's not Alex. It's a Rocky Pinata. Logan is officially on the hunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, um, I I saw that Havoc said, he said, but you don't even know who your mother was. <laughs> yeah. And, and for you, I asked, Jason, is that true based on the original Wolverine origin story? Yeah, so by this point, it's established that, I don't think they've established that he was like a complete blank slate, but with the Alpha Flight stuff, they've kind of hinted at that, that, you know, there's definitely a lot of mystery. And so, I mean, that'll kind of get filled in more as we go, as we um, get more into the Wolverine solo series and the Marvel Comics Presents. But um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was just fresh on my mind, that question, because I just uh, recently read Origins for the first time when he has, when his mom is, like, in that big mansion, you know, and she oh, only yeah. lives in, like, the attic and she never comes out, remember? Right. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm assuming you've read that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, move on. Yeah. So What's no. Your... So he definitely. I mean, we're definitely getting more hints that that his past is is full of holes. And um, yeah. I also like that. Uh, Wolverine basically says, you know, not my problem. I'm Canadian, eh? Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> well, that was pretty funny. And um, yeah, I'm I'm Canadian listeners, by the way. If we didn't say yeah, that yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we have confirmation that it's a cigar. That's kind of been an ongoing kind of fun little tracker we've had on the podcast of the kind of the uh, evolution from the cigarello to the cigar. Well, this one is officially a cigar. And um, we talk about what a big drinker Wolverine is. He's like, if you lose the bet, Havoc, you're buying me a lot of drinks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just think it works so well. It's so fun how it starts with the bar with the bar fight. Like, come on, it's just like comical. It's so fun. Yeah. And and they have that bet going for one to use their powers, uh, loses in the way. Yeah, yeah, and you already said it. And yeah, uh, and then later on when they're uh, on the car chase, uh, it's like oh, I just love. I love comics as if two cars are driving across a rope bridge. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Only only in comics. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I also want to point out, I think the art in the the nuclear plant is really cool. So we have like these like kind of lush painted backgrounds and these kind of flat, like monochromatic characters. It looks really great with the yellow yeah. on the gray and stuff like that. 
They're just solid, solid yellow people against the characters against the uh, varied backgrounds. Yeah, it looks so cool. It's such a cool effect. Yeah, I also love. There's a lot of paint splatter in this book, which I think looks really good. And then, so what do you think of uh, Wolverine's depiction? Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, that's a good point to bring up because it's definitely very unique in this book. Eh? It's yeah. quite the look. They definitely veered off the, the norm and went with like the, some creative like uh, variants or whatever, yeah. So Wolverine has doesn't have his normal hair. Listeners, he's got these like where the ends of the spikes would be. It's like big, long uh, kind of tendrils going off for like a foot further than they <laughs> right? normally would. <laughs> like kind of like two uh bunny two, ears. Pony, two ponytails going off yeah it is like two ponytails two little two little rabbit ears behind him um yeah rabbit that's the definitely kind of the look that's the <laughs> word for it yeah yeah so i thought it was interesting because so what did you was this something like when you first saw that you were like really into were you like oh, i don't know or what was your kind of gut reaction to it oh uh, i was like whoa this is different they're really going off the normal beaten path and uh just yeah i was just on board so like yeah this is fun this is different sure yeah I'm on board. you know it's funny because uh not having the nostalgia for this and it's not exactly the same but i kind of thought of something that i do have a lot of nostalgia for when it comes to stylized wolverine and that's uh sam keith and it's not the same but there's definitely some similarities and just kind of the you know, big proportions and the wild, just overly wild hair. That was interesting. I like that Havoc's just at the bar in the sunglasses. Kind of looks a little bit like, I don't know, like a Chris Isaac or Morrissey just hanging out in the background. Um, yeah, for sure. Alex definitely has like a stylized look too. Yeah. He's got the sideburns. I think that's the first time he's really sported those. I like that Wolverine uses his claw. We get a, our first snick to cut the cigar. thought that was cool. I- Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love. Uh, or where was I? My notes there. Uh, so this takes. So this takes place right after the right after the end of Fall of the Mutants. They're kind of like hinting at when the world thinks the X Men died. Did you notice that too? Well, they thought that, but it's also after Inferno because it talks about Havoc's lethal taste in women, and this is just him rebounding off of losing Madeline Pryor. Um, oh, okay, so how does that work? That's weird. Yeah, so, um, and I thought it was interesting, too, because this woman is a redhead. And so, and kind of, you know, he just lost Madeline. You know, she just died at the end of Inferno. And here he is kind of falling from kind of the same quote-unquote type. And so I, I thought kind of the chronology of that was pretty interesting where they kind of decided to put this. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And of course, yeah, he's so, not. So you're you're saying like it, uh, it's kind of referencing being taking place after Inferno, but it's also at the same time kind of referencing being after Fall of the Mutants when like everyone in the world thought the X Men were dead. Yeah. So well, that's kind of that's kind of a competing to competing thoughts. So like, I wonder which one it's supposed to be. I don't know. I don't think it necessarily has to be one or the other because when Inferno is over, the only people that know the X Men are alive are the Marauders and X Factor. So everyone else still thinks they're dead. In fact, it even talks about in here, uh, I don't remember if it's in this issue or not, but to think when they, I think it's the second issue, when they're looking at Havoc, when they have him captured, then he's just a gray blur on the video cameras. Yeah. 
that was all like that in the Australian Outback yes. time in the yeah. comics when they, they were doing that to electronic systems. So that's supposed to be after Inferno? No, that, no you're right. It's after Fall of the Mutants, but it continues. Uh, so after yeah. Inferno, that's still going on. So I, I think it can be after uh, both. Oh, um, okay. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I, uh, my last point was uh, just love how Wolverine looks in the graveyard with the sunglasses. Such a good look. Him, like, with his face just pressed right out against the gravestone sniffing. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Our uh, bad guys look pretty awesome strewn across the street when they're blocking the highway. Some oh, really they kinda nice. Kind of look like Mad Max. Kinda yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mad Max scene. And there's a really cool reference. There's some cool Star Wars references. They talk about these guys look like Darth Vader and they refer to themselves as Luke and Han. And, uh, yep. So, in your opinion, who would be who? Uh, out of Wolverine and Alex? Yeah. Luke and Han. Uh, let me think. Luke and Han. Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not such a Star Wars. Okay, that's uh, fine. I'm going to say you, for, you answer, um, for me, it's definitely that Havoc is Luke. He's kind of more square, right? And oh, kind right, of more... Right, right. Um, you know, paint by the numbers, and then Logan would be Han Solo, kind of your your swashbuckler rogue hero. So right, right, yeah, yeah definitely put those together. Um, so I have a question for you, Pat, because also talking about Fall of the Mutants, what happened in Houston? Did, did we get an error here? Because it talks about that they thought they died in Houston. Did they mean Dallas? Is this like a typo, uh, or does something happen in Houston that I can't remember? Oh, okay. Uh, right, yeah, it was supposed to have happened in Dallas, right? At, like, around Forge's Eagle Plaza building? Yes. That's where that's where Fall of the Mutants, that big crossover took place, right? Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know why it said Houston. Okay. I don't know if maybe there's a different story I just hadn't read yet, but I couldn't think of one. Yeah, not sure. What do you think of the panel, or the actually the whole page, where Havoc decides, you know, screw it, i got to use my powers? Uh, yeah. Looks super good. Yeah, yeah I, I think just it looks really like cool. it. I like the way he, like, as he makes the fist, the rings oh, yeah. kind of get bigger and bigger. Yeah. And then that one of him blasting the guy just looks amazing. I think it looks really great. Definitely, yeah. It looks really good to me. Awesome. Well, what else you got in this one? Uh, that's all my points I had written. How all right, about you? cool. All right, so um, before we grade this one, are your grades different or the same through the issues? Or do you kind of go up and down, or are they all kind of? Hmm. I would. I would rather not say. Okay, so you want to save the grade I, for the I, end? I have a reason. I have a reason. I'd rather not say. Okay, so let's just save all the <laughs> grades for the end. How does that sound? Yeah, I didn't expect you to ask me that yet. Okay, cool. Oh, oh you want to... Oh, I'd rather... I'd rather... Oh, you, okay, I just, I just, I, or how about those? I just don't want to answer that, but I still want to... I still would like to grade each one. Okay, cool. All right, then we'll do that. So what'd you give number one? <laughs> Let me think. It's a hard decision. I'd say six claws. Right, I'm right behind you. I gave it five out of six claws. thought the art was pretty great. It was definitely different. Um, I really like the way the story starts with kind of just kind of a buddy road trip story. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was cool too because remember as we go through both Fall of the Mutants and Inferno, which whichever one you want to refer to, 
there are several times where Havoc has to make a tough decision. And he's like, I don't want to be like Wolverine. Like, he actually has those thoughts. Those words are on the page. And um, so I thought it was interesting. Here they are, you know, kind of realizing, you know what? We kind of get along. <laughs> you know, it's also really interesting, too, because of how much, you know, Wolverine and Cyclops don't get along and that Havoc is kind of the Summer's brother that he can kind of stomach a little better. So I, I don't know. I just really enjoy kind of their, their banter, their interaction, um, the way they start the road trip. I just thought it was really, really fun and I uh, really was interested to see where the series went. So, yeah, so we both gave it really high marks. Which Right on. Great. Yeah, great points, Jason. Uh, yeah, I agree with all those for sure. Cool. So let's move on to number two. Okay, number two. That was my one, right? Yep. To cover? Okay. So the cover cover is all right. Uh, it's nothing special. I don't know. It's a little messy. It's got a bit of the American, a, a bit of the American and Russian flag on it, and Wolverine and Havoc, and like a pile of just kind of random guns and bullets. Yeah. So that's the that's the cover. What, what, anything to say about that? No. The only thing I would say is I would actually really like this cover, but the, the faces and the characters look really like, oh, I got to finish this in 10 minutes. Let me just slap this on real fast. Like, I think the layout and the design is a cool concept. I like the flags. I like kind of the tart, the way the bullseye kind of mimics Havoc's powers I thought was cool. The guns look cool. I just think Havoc's face looks not cool. Um... And Wolverine looks like an Eskimo baby. I'm not really sure <laughs> yeah, what's going on there. And fat face. Yeah, he's all squinting. He's like squinting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, it looks a little messy and rushed. So I thought but it anyways, could have been a great um, cover, but didn't quite get there. Right. Yeah, but uh, luckily it doesn't affect the insider. No, and, not uh, at all. Yeah. And uh, okay, so for the synopsis for number two, uh, okay, it starts. It starts with like a montage of Wolverine going around roughing people up for info on what happened to Alex. Uh, Alex, I'm reading the right one. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Alex wakes up in a what appears to be a hospital. Uh, he wakes up to being told a mirrored version of what Wolverine got told. And, in number one, his nurse is the same girl from issue one with an alternate appearance that was in the car with them. He doesn't recognize that, though. The hospital and the hospital is all a ruse, you find out, run by her and the rest of the Russian like secret ops, whatever it's supposed to be called. Uh, they're all working on orders to mentally rework Alex for their purposes. Uh, and that's kind of like their whole goal. Uh, her name is and uh, her name is really Quark. You find out, uh, but he thinks it's Scarlet, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and she's reporting to a little weird guy named Meltdown, who is working for or slash with Doctor Neutron, this older, slick, smart, chess obsessed guy who is <laughs> hidden in the background, really pulling all the strings. And the subliminal mind games they're trying on Alex aren't—they're uh, not like taking. So Quark has to get crafty, so she switches methods and convinces Wolverine. Convinces him Wolverine needs. Saving is what I wrote, if that makes sense. And they set off together. They set off together. Yeah, and she has Alex convinced they're like in this together. So he thinks they're all buddy buddy together and he, he totally trusts her. And uh, and then in the story, long story short, uh, 
Wolverine gets some government guy to call in fake info that Wolverine is at some hotel marimba. Wolverine's in bed at the hotel when a spy car pulls up. They blow up the hotel trying to kill him. Spy guy is radioing in that the mission is successful when Wolverine cuts out of his that guy's car's trunk and cuts that guy up to cuts cuts him up to death, <laughs> which is the worst kind of getting cut up. <laughs> and Wolverine finds the hospital building after they've already left it and a bomb goes off. Wolverine didn't see it coming, gets explodified. Uh, Alex and Quark or Scarlet. I'm just gonna I'm gonna call that girl Quark this whole time, by the way, just to <laughs> keep it simple. She I think she has two or three names in the book. So right. the woman that's Alex is with, I'm gonna call Quark this whole time. Uh, take off in a two seater plane from a small runway just when Wolverine is arriving there, too late to see them uh, flying off. Whew, that's it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, and this this opening sequence of Wolverine roughing people up, of course, is is fantastic. He stabs a guy's hand to the wall. That's always nice to see. It was pretty great, pretty great. Yeah, we definitely have a, a lot of watercolor art in this one. I didn't re- melt down. Kind of reminds me of um, uh, what's the guy's name in DC? Uh, being yelled, mogul. It reminds me of mogul. Uh, or Mongol, I think. No, Mo- yeah, that's his name, Mongol. But um, yeah, so they're really like this rundown asylum is kind of the base of operations. And um, I don't know, it's just really cool. It's, uh, there's a, of course, they, they talk about not being able to see Havoc on the video camera. We get a really cool snack somewhere. Let me find it. There's no page numbers in here, so I gotta we get a nice snick there. Uh, where is that? Where is that snacked? Snacked. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When he's he's uh sta- he cuts out of the guy the henchman's trunk and he jumps out and he stabs him with both claws and like lifts him up and then he goes snacked and the guy thuds on the ground. Yes, that's a really awesome sequence. So, <laughs> oh yeah. So part of the thing they can do in this epic book they can get away with is they can be a little more violent. There's a little mm-hmm. more language. A um, little bit. Very more violent. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little more sexy. Um, yeah. So yeah, so it's definitely kind of a more a more grown up book. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. Is that because like is that because it's like this like limited series? Is that why they're able to be more violent? Yeah, and because of the epic imprint. So it's not even though it's owned by Marvel and it's put out with Marvel characters, it's not, yeah, it's not. officially a Marvel comic book. Right. So right. they they can bend the rules a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, that whole sequence of him slicing that dude up is pretty great. It's pretty bloody, and um, you see the claws come out the guy's back, and he holds him up, and then you get the snack, and the guy, you know, like you said, he thuds down, and then he kind of looks like Roger Rabbit at the bottom there. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, he's, he's like, I'll find out for myself, and then um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the whole like CIA kind of fake CIA subplot, and then really mess with Havoc's head, like mm-hmm. a lot. And Wolverine's kind of you know a step behind the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that panel after he blows up in the hotel, where where I guess his clothes also blow up, and we we see his little butt butt in the water. It actually looks really cool, like especially the two at the top of that one page where he's face down and, oh, he's, yeah? and he's like smoking yeah. like he's like he got burnt and hit the water and like the smoke came off of his skin it's, it's oh, yeah. pretty great that's, 
That's so funny, listeners, <laughs> how he looks after he gets blown up. One of his, like, he's got the two ponytails coming off the back, hanging way down like a foot long. Yeah. And then he's only, eat, one side is totally singed off like a buzz cut, and the other half is totally, like, intact. <laughs> <laughs> and they blew up his hair. <laughs> then he stands up. We almost see his wooly junk, but not quite. He's got some lines on his forearms there, right? Eh? Kind of like, it looks like his claws are properly kind of like pressing up against the top of the yeah, skin. Yeah, I didn't really notice that, but that's a good catch. <laughs> that's different. That, you never see that. Yeah, that's pretty cool looking. That's a different take, like, on the claws, like, saying they're, like, so big and kind of, like, pressed up. They're, like, located on the kind of the top, pressing up against the skin in the forearm. That's yeah. kind of a different take on where they're, like, kind of exactly positioned in the forearm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I've got a uh, pointer out here. Uh, like, as much as I love uh, Meltdown, I admit, though, I thought they were really overdoing what Wolverine super smelling can do in this. He's like, he smelled where, so in the comic, he smelled where Havoc had been. And just from that alone, he was able to deduce Havoc's entire state of mind at the time. Like, that <laughs> Havoc 100% trusted Scarlet. Like, wow, I know the guy's got super a super mm-hmm. sniffer, but that's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? Like, they never, they never kind of portray a super spelling as being able to, like, tell the person's, like, state of mind, what they were thinking, and if they trusted the person they were happened to be standing beside mm-hmm. at the time. You know, it's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a little bit of a stretch. I think it's playing on the idea that animals can smell fear. Uh, And I think it's just taking that like an extra step. I'm not sure if I like it either. I'm kind of on the fence. Um, I'm also wondering if it's just a different philosophy or different understanding of what animals smell because in reading the, um, the very early issues of New Mutants, Wolf's Bane also can kind of like smell emotions and state of minds and and it, they attribute that to like natural sense. And I think I think the only thing you can argue maybe is that you know we do sometimes give off certain pheromones with certain emotions. And so if you could smell the pheromones then you can learn to associate like what emotions they go with, I guess. So I guess you can smell when someone's, like, nervous or whatever. I don't know if you can smell distrust. I don't know if there's a biological function that goes with that. Um, but if there is, you know, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a little bit of a stretch, but I can see it. I can, I can at least kind of no-prize it, I guess. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, yeah. And uh, is what... Jason, is Wolverine the most famous of any comics character to have, a, to have super smelling? I can't think of anyone else. I would say, yeah, I, I, I would think so. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think anyone else that does have those like animal instincts would kind of be on a level below him. It would be, I oh, mean, yeah. it'd be like your saber tooth, your wolf's banes. Wolf's bane, yeah. Uh, even I some guess, of the some of the DC yeah. characters that have it never quite reach the heights of Wolverine. It's really portrayed like one of his stronger. Uh, traits though like oh yeah, yeah yeah i was just thinking like it's an interesting trait for a comic book uh character to be so uh, famous for <laughs> yeah yeah he has sensational tracking abilities mm-hmm. yeah i did think it was funny too when uh so when the fake cia agent shows up and he's trying to interrogate them and scare them off the path of wolverine that alex they talk he talks about national security and, and havoc says Oh really? 
whose national security is Logan jeopardized this time? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like we, just another day in the life of Wolverine. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. And um, so we'll start to kind of learn some more of the plan. So what do you think of the, what do you think of this book? Issue number two. <clears throat> yeah, just in general. Uh, yeah, I thought it. W- I thought it was really good. And uh, for a claw rating, uh, it's hard. Let me think here. I'm gonna have to go with six. Okay, I'm gonna go a little bit lower. Um, I did really enjoy kind of the um, kind of the Cold War feel to it. Kind of the the spy. Just I don't know the the Ooh, subplot. Like movies of that genre yeah yeah it had that feel that i really really enjoyed um the part that that drug me down a little bit in this one was i felt like some of the dialogue from scarlet just felt really flat i didn't really engage with havoc as much as it does in the next two issues and so i'm gonna go i'm still gonna go five out of six claws on this one but I didn't enjoy it quite as much as the first one. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, hey, I just saw uh, we can't like move on to the next one until we mention the last page. I'll let you remind the listeners what's happening there. <laughs> Have you seen the last page of uh, number two there, Jason? Uh, where the plane we, flies away? Yeah, and the one, the very, very last page of the comic. We can't uh, move on without telling the listeners what's happening here. Oh, maybe it's the back cover for me. Yeah, uh, you talking about the, like the the native looking like hot pink Wolverine? Oh, when he's like naked? No, no. Oh, do you like not have a page I have or something? I don't know. So my last page is the plane flying off in the explosion on the ground. That's the last page. Yeah. Ah, and then uh, did you see that picture of Wolverine I posted in the Uncanny X Cast uh, Facebook group with a. Uh, and then after that page in the comic I have, uh, like Wolverine standing, it's a two-page spread of him naked and screaming Alex. And so it's like a side side profile and you see the side of his butt and stuff. Oh. It's so funny. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Just... that's the second to last page for me. Oh, really? Really? So they did them in different order? Oh, I don't, oh, I don't know. Don't put too much thought into it. I have like these oh, torrent comps. Okay. Maybe pages yeah. got next up. Sorry, yeah. But oh, right. I thought that was the last one. Yeah. Yeah. But so when just, Logan uh, shows the, up to the quite the page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when he shows up to the airstrip and the plane is just left and he's naked, uh, got his Wolverine out for all the world to see, and he's like, "Damn, too late. She's gotten away, and he's going with her willingly." But a biplane. What the hell does she think this is? World War One? Alex! <laughs> Alex, I'm yeah. naked. Yeah, and his arms are behind him. He's kind of crouching <laughs> like he's about to oh, poop yeah. on the airfield. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we're doing it justice, but it's just quite the sight. You got to see it, I think. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on the Twitter. Sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's all I got. All right. So moving on to issue number three. Number three, number three. Yep, on this cover, we have Havoc on the... No, we have Wolverine on the ground and Havoc blasting him in the face. Wolverine reaching out with his claws, but he's taking he's taking a, a full plasma blast. Hey, that is an awesome cover. I kind of forgot, actually. I, I don't know I, about number one. Maybe uh, I think this one takes the cake for me. Number one, This one and then number one. 
Okay. For cover, covers, yeah, I forgot about this one. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, man, that's sweet. All right, so in this one, as Havoc flies his little plane to the airport to try to get to Poland to find Wolverine, Wolverine, oh, which, by the way, so that's what they told him. The CIA leak was that the Wolverine was in Poland being brainwashed, so Havoc's going to try to go rescue him. So Wolverine tracks the plane, which, can you track through the air over miles and miles and miles? I don't know. But he does. And he's tracking the plane to find Havoc. He finds the Russian agent instead and kills him. He uses the radio to let the other Russians know that he's coming. Then he grabs the helicopter and heads for the airport. Meltdown trains underground waiting for Havoc to feed his power. So that's their big plan now. Is it to try to get Havoc so pissed off that he blasts Meltdown full blast so that Meltdown can use Havoc's power to power all the way up. So that's their plan. Um, and then he can take over the world. <laughs> um, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. But he needs Havoc to cut loose on him, which he's afraid won't happen because Havoc's such a good guy. So he's afraid that, like, we have this big plan, but will Havoc really try to kill me? I don't know if he will. So he's kind of worried about that. He's also worried about Wolverine, which Dr. Neutron is not. Dr. Neutron's like, yeah, Wolverine, Schmoolverine. But um, Meltdown's like, no, I, I think we're in trouble here. Um, Quark, who, like you said, is a woman, uh, checks in at the airport while Havoc rests. She's also worried. She's worried that Havoc is becoming suspicious. So she covers for the plane that it belonged to a drug dealer ex-boyfriend and they make arrangements to fly to Poland because basically what's happening is all these little dominoes that are falling into place are falling a little too easily. So Havoc's like, are you sure? But she's like, oh, no, no, I used to date a drug dealer. I said I was in trouble, so he gave me the plane and, and now I, I know guys in Germany, they're going to they're gonna help us out. And so it's just all really convenient. And Havoc's a little bit on edge about it. But, you know, nothing a quick kiss can't take care of. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, they make arrangements to fly to Poland. Scarlet slash Quark helps Alex join the Mile High Club. Uh, Wolverine questions the airport staff who send him on a false trail in a wild goose hunt to a hotel down the street where supposedly Havoc and Scarlet were seen. Wolverine smells a planted dress and enters the hotel room where he is trapped by some electric taser barbecue contraption. The Russians collect his body. The plan is to show Havoc the corpse and blame Meltdown for Wolverine's death so Havoc will unleash him, feeding his power. For good measure, they decide to brainwash Wolverine as well, just in case. Um, Havoc and Scarlet arrive in Poland, where a guide leads them to an old KGB, excuse me, KGB base. And well, I'm not sure if they're joking or serious, so it may or may not be Dracula's castle. I'm not sure. But he finds a berserk brainwashed Death Logan. He gets cut, but eventually blasts Logan full blast. He is worried he's killed him, or at least acts that way, and swears revenge, knowing someone, somehow, forced Wolverine to do this. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah, that was a pretty great issue. Um, I love the little opening page. It's all really dark, and you have the little plane in the corner. 
Um, we see Wolverine getting a spare uniform on. Um, a nice double snicked after he gets dressed. Yeah. Even his cow looks funny. <laughs> and uh, stabbing when he uh, catches up to that henchman in the woods and he stabs him with the claws through the uh, through the henchman's eyes from the back of his head like you didn't even see him coming until the claws were like through his head it's like yeah. oh my god that is that is probably like that is my probably my favorite panel in all of Meltdown <laughs> and how good is it uh, what he says right after that let me go to that page one sec and while you're turning want to also point out it not only goes through the guy's eyes but the claws go through his glasses it's oh yeah really fun oh it's so good so good Oh, and then I found the page, and then after that, he's like, grabs the radio, and he'd like to let them know that he's in on it. And he's like, I know, I know you got Alex, I'm coming for him, and if you still want me, then just keep looking over your shoulder. Yeah, great Wolverine line. (laughs) (laughs) Really fantastic. For sure, yeah, just a great issue. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, I've just liked everything. <laughs> so I'm not going to comment on every individual thing. I don't know what else. I got anything else written here. I wrote, uh, I believe, I believe, did you pick this up? I believe it was saying that Quark uh, has split personalities and no. two, two totally separate competing personalities that she hasn't heard that she involuntarily flips in between. Did you gleam that too? I, that's the way that Meltdown and Dr. Neutron talk about it. Yeah. The way she's acting in the comic is that she's just a, a double agent. Like she's just yeah. playing a part. And and didn't come off to me as any kind of like mental illness. But Neutron and Meltdown act like like there's literally these two personalities competing like see who's going to be in charge. But that doesn't really jive with me because the whole time she's like, oh, I got to like, you know, lead Havoc astray. Like she knows what she's doing. So it's not like Scarlet is like 100% innocent. You know what I mean? Because it's not, I feel yeah. like if it was two yeah. separate personalities, she'd be like, one personality like would be Quark and she'd be like, Alright, I gotta screw Havoc over. But the other part would be like, Oh, Havoc, let's go, we gotta get here and I yeah, don't the other like, one would be Scar- Scarlet. Yeah, I just don't feel like they're that <laughs> yeah. separate. So I don't know if No, that's true. No, you put it well. Yeah, that's true. That's what that is what's happening. Yeah, they kinda say it those characters say it, but it's not really portrayed at the same time with her on the pages with Alex. Right. <laughs> it's kinda like kinda like an interesting concept they threw out there on those pages, but then didn't kind of remember to keep keep going and <laughs> right. keep building on throughout the rest of the the series. It was just kind of said there, and that was the only time you could ever uh, pick that up in the yeah. whole four issues. Yeah, and I think they talk about it a little bit in the next one as well, but they definitely oh, they don't. Do? Oh. There's no real big payoff other than her at the end, what she decides to do. But um, I also thought it was funny while they're on the airplane about to get busy that uh. Scarlet has Havoc light her cigarette with his hand. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then, uh, what else? I like the art in the airport, um, where the, the people like the aren't the main characters, like just the background characters are just color blobs with, uh, oh, yeah. with outlines drawn over them. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Now I see that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And of course, we get yeah, a great yeah, double look, snip. They do look very cool. Yeah, that's great. And uh, when she's like, when she's uh, tells them he he has, she has to go pat her nose. Right. It's pretty like pretty like graphic scene when she's changing on that chair and like bending over all weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now they definitely yeah, get a little like, more. Whoa, this is definitely not a Marvel comic. This is. <laughs> Yeah, this is not getting the uh, whatever it's called there, that check mark on the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no comics code approval on I this like the bad face, boy. I like the face of that uh, the guy they get the her old like, drug dealer boyfriend or whatever that they get the plane from. Uh, that guy, like they show his face and like he's yeah, just like he's got a really really well drawn face. It's yeah. Like I can picture I can picture that person in real life. Like you've seen that person around. Yeah, just he looks like an face. old Lando. Yeah. All, all, the, all the faces look like very strikingly real. Like they just like have the eyes positioned perfectly right on the face, and they're spaced out from the nose, and everything looks. It looks like they use like one of those light boxes, you know, to cheat and like trace over oh, like a maybe girl a girl's face from a magazine. Just to, like they just <laughs> did, just did like the eyes and the outline, and then did all that water coloring over because the faces look so perfect. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I like uh, where Wolverine uses his claws a uh, lockpick at oh, the at the yeah. hotel, and then he oh, busts yeah. in the room with a double snicked. That was pretty cool. Uh, then this weird machine gets him. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah, we just talked about that. That is very uh, strange. <laughs> it's yeah. like this floating, like floating, like microwave, just like hovering <laughs> in the air. I think, and it just shoots yeah. out all these like spikes. That like a, they're all like individual steel wires that send electricity into them, like a taser. Yeah, it's really weird. Really weird. Yeah. But then the yeah. the double page spread, where they put him in the bathtub and try to brainwash him. Oh I, yeah, was, we can't not talk about that. First of all, it looks awesome. The helmet they stick on him looks great. That's uh, so cool. It's all great. But I like, I don't know why why they think this works, but they wrap his claws up as if that somehow is that. going to stop him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's just like he's injured. It's like they're mending someone that's hurt in a hospital and he's got like some bandages, listeners over his three claws and they're all like, they're all bending and coming together at the ends like they're flexible. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not sure like, if that works. That's just kind of like a comical yeah. touch I think the artist put on. I think that was just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the helmet looks so cool though. Yeah, it does. It looks great. It's like something out of kind of like a dark video game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Almost like a steampunk vibe to it. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Well, I guess that's not a bathtub, though. I'm sorry. I thought that was a tub. This is more like a some kind of transport container because they're about to seal them up. They got a lid they're about to put on top of it. Oh, yeah. And there's yeah. some little light dials on the side. I didn't really recognize those are dials the first time. So, yeah, they're going to they're gonna seal them up. And so, so we turn pages, the art with the watercolors and the fog as they're coming up to the castle on horseback looks amazing. Mm, for sure. It's lovely. Just lovely. Just lovely. Oh, you see that? You see that? Uh, yeah, when they're going up to the castle. Let's see here. You see that uh, page, the page in the top left corner of the page? It's got tire tracks. Yes. That looks like a photo, huh? That that is that is not drawn. That no, is a that, photo. Yeah, right? I think it is. 
there's no way yeah that's weird just this random like the whole they, they don't use any real pictures the entire four issues and just this one panel has a shot of real dirt with tire tracks in it <laughs> it's random i'm gonna pretend that he tried to draw it like 10 times and couldn't get it the way he wanted you're like ah oh, forget it just get a picture just like screw that he just went outside and <laughs> drove over some dirt and took a picture of it and yeah went, went back home went, to, went back to drawing <laughs> So, uh, so Havoc uses his power here in a way I've never seen and don't remember seeing later either. When he puts his hand on the ground, do you understand what's going on here? He he says he runs plasma tendrils under oh, the yeah. rock. Yeah, uh, through the flagging, whatever the hell flagging is, under either side of the door frame should do it. So basically he just blasts through the floor, right? Is that what he's doing? Uh, uh... I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too and thought it was weird. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure. Look, Trying to look right now what the purpose of it was, but yeah, that's a weird, yeah. strange uh, use of his powers I've never seen, for sure, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, but I just wasn't familiar with it. And then yeah. the, the guy falls out, and it's a wild, crazy Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Death Wolverine. Death, it's, death, uh, death. Death, 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 death. Yeah. Oh, don't remind me of that. Oh, that's horrible thought you just gave me. It's that that uh, Wolverine from like around I think like 1999 issues when uh, Apocalypse turned Wolverine to one of his horsemen called Death. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks so freaking stupid, <laughs> and I just I, I just totally never bought into any of that and just skimmed all those issues. Like this is dumb. <laughs> I don't like this. I'm not buying into this. And he had like a big fat scimitar. He just looks so stupid to me. <laughs> I did not like that. Not your bag, huh? No, <sighs> you're gonna make bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> those, those issues were a slog. Uh, anyways, yeah. Yeah, any other thoughts on the issue, Jason? I think Wolverine's body type is kind of funny in this issue. I think it's cool that he slashes Havoc and you actually see the scratch marks. And Havoc really doesn't want to fight him, but there's that scene where Havoc starts to use his power and you see like an x-ray. That's really cool. A really nice panel. Um, And then he just lets Wolverine have it like all the way. And then he's depressed about it. It's a really dour way to end the issue. But I enjoyed this one also. Did you? Yeah. Oh, and uh, just before we get to that, did you see, like, what happened at the end? Like, how do you, what do you think happened in this fight? Like, so then he thought Wolverine was down, right? And he goes over to him and then Wolverine pops up and he wasn't, like, he wasn't knocked out. And then what do you think happens to Havoc? It says, it says snicked. And it shows uh, Havoc like going, ah, like he just got hurt. Yeah, I mean, there's blood on Wolverine's claws, so Havoc definitely gets cut. And yeah, that's... and do you, do you see the uh, blood on Havoc, back of Havoc's coat, too? Oh, wow, it looks like he lost a kidney. Yeah, it looks like he, like, stuck him right through, like, like wow. put, his, put his fist to him and let the claws come out, you know? So mm-hmm. I just want to point that out, because I'm going to say something about that next issue. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Havoc, Havoc must have uh, caught a little healing factor when he got the plague. Because that doesn't seem to bother him at all going forward. But um, it does make him cut loose. And he definitely lets Wolverine have it in a pretty great uh, splash page 
where we see the power flowing through Havoc and Wolverine's blasted down to bone. And then he gets Havoc and gets Wolverine's body and mourns his death. And that's kind of our cliffhanger for issue number three. So when are you going to oh. grade issue number three? Well, I put a lot of hard, long thought into this, and it's it was hard, but I'm going to go with six claws. Okay. So you've done six <laughs> all the way through. I'm going to keep on trend. I did five out of six claws. All right. So, I think you're, yeah, I think you might be picking up on my trend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to bring us to our conclusion. Now, this was my second favorite cover. Uh, we have Havoc Skull with his mask on and kind of like a lid and Wolverine's popping out of the skull. Yeah, like a cookie jar. Yeah, yeah, like a cookie <laughs> jar. But uh, but Havoc, the listeners, is like, it's not, it's Havoc's head, but he's not, normal Havoc is like a skull, skeleton, yeah. skull inside of the mask. So that's strange and fun. Yeah, for sure. Wolverine looks weird. <laughs> yeah, he looks, he's a little muddy. He could have been, yeah. been a less, little more... Clear. Yeah, a little clear and detailed, yeah. Yeah. But hold on. No one even oh. has this number. Who's calling? Oh. And we're back for the last issue, the final chapter of Meltdown, issue number four. We talked about the covers, so Pat, tell us what happens in the book. Okay. Uh, I just have written down here down here. Uh, before the synopsis, let let me just start by saying Alex gets stabbed in the end of number three, and I just want to make this clear. In number, and he's not stabbed in number four, and they totally forget to carry that on. Go back yes. and look. I'm positive. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, I just want to say that because as much as I love Meltdown, and I'm always like <clears throat> ranting about it online on various Facebook pages, <laughs> like <laughs> they he totally gets stabbed in the end of number three, and then and they just completely forget about that. And he's yeah. not stopped ever for the rest of the, the It's last not issue. even like later. It's literally the same scene. Yeah, like nothing. Because <laughs> they start off this issue burying Wolverine. So I'll let yeah. you talk about that. That was, that was weird. Anyways, yeah, so I just want to say that. But uh, yeah, so four starts where three left off. But, and, uh, uh, sorry, real fast, since ahead. you brought that up. He does still have the three scratch marks on his head. Oh, it does? Okay, cool. Yeah, if you look at so that remember, first picture of his yeah. face, he has yeah. like three little red lines on the left side of his head right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so. I remember that at least? Okay. <laughs> All right, so number four, what happens here? Synopsis, here we go. <clears throat> Take a big breath. Hope this isn't too long. <laughs> Quark pretends to find a clue that she knew was planted there about a nuclear, nuclear plant in India with plans to sabotage it. Oh, uh, Alex wants to go there to stop that and find who's behind this and who's responsible for Wolverine ending up like uh, like this, who brainwashed and made him attack him. Uh, before they leave, Alex buries Wolverine in a strangely shallow grave with Alex's coat on him. Dr. Neutron and Meltdown, that's the little, uh, little guy, Dr. Neutron and Meltdown are bad guy discussing their plans, which <laughs> are which are to get Havoc to absorb the plant's escaping radiation until he's bursting at the seams with it, and then he gets him to attack fire full force of his power at Meltdown, which will fuel Meltdown and give him a full charge like he's a battery. And this is also Meltdown is supercharged, supercharged up to be like a weapon for the use of Russia, which is kind of like the main overarching story of the whole thing, by the way. 
and a typical and a typical Tuesday for Wolverine, he wakes up buried in a grave <laughs> and uh, climbs out and and he deduces that Havoc had actually planned this all. He held back just enough when he blasted him and buried him because he wanted him to look it to look convincing to Quark that Wolverine was dead. Not because that he's on, he's on to her, heaven forbid. <laughs> it's getting a little brutal by now that he hasn't picked it up. But uh, right. but yeah, so he didn't do that for that reason, but to protect her. He said, in quotes, he said on the page, uh, if something goes wrong, then she can't tell anyone anything she doesn't know. And Alex on purpose left the clue from before in the coat pocket for Wolf to find Meanwhile, Havoc still hasn't clued in that she's playing him. In fact, he's falling in, falling for her. Even though she's a spy playing him, she's genuinely falling for him too, though, and is starting to second-guess things. She is. They arrive at the plant to see they're too late. It's already in flames. They go in with the purpose of trying to save the place, knowing Alex can absorb escaping radiation. Meltdown confronts them and attacks Quark to cause, uh, to cause Alex to fire on one of his beams at him at full force. Meltdown's starting to win the fight when Wolfenstein shows up, and they win. Long story short, Havoc can't hold it in another second because he's absorbed so much radiation after the fight. He fences all that energy off, and he shoots a beam into space! <laughs> closes... Um, close, oh, the comic closes with them walking, and like a fun scene with them walking to the bar... And uh, joking around about how Wolverine won the bet for the beer. And, uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I The art in this was really... The, these fight scenes are really cool. And oh, yeah. The way Havoc looks is really cool. When he blasts uh, Meltdown the first time, the color work on that. Uh, when Scarlet gets disintegrated, like... You know, when Havoc just kind of cuts the loose after that is really great. Um, I decided really the meltdown simple. just looks a little bit too goofy for me. Like the big like cartoon chin and oh yeah, he's quite the yeah. <laughs> quite the face eh? yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, a little up. comical. Yeah, a little, a little too much. A little, um, little too much. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So. Pat, I, I have a I have a Wolverine adamantium question for you. Please, please. There's this part back. where uh, Meltdown is fighting Wolverine, and he grabs his arms and burns like through the flesh, so like he literally melts down, <laughs> but his arm um, to the bone. And, and he shoots a beam and his arms like disintegrate all the skin's uh, muscle and everything's disintegrated off, just the skeleton arm, yeah. Yeah. And Wolverine makes a comment about er no. No, no. Meltdown says, Zo, your bones resist even the force of my nuclear blast, Wolverine. They are wonderful, but they will not save you when your body has been vaporized. So <clears throat> I understand that adamantium is unbreakable, it's indestructible. But is it is it really immune to like radiation? And the reason I ask that is because it can be melted. I mean, it got melted and put on Wolverine, right? Mm, that's true. So why would radiation like not melt it off of him? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> These are good questions. These are good questions. I'm pondering. Yep. 
yeah, I guess it should. I guess it probably should melt it. Yeah. You got a good point. You got yeah. a good point there, Jason. You got me. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. And then I thought the way they beat Meltdown was pretty cool, though. They throw these, like, those uh, reactor rods, the stabilizers into him. Yeah. And start Just... draining his power away. And he kind of, he shrinks down. Um, and then Wolverine cuts him down to size. And then he disintegrates. I really like this this picture of Wolverine where he's kind of, like his back's curved and he's turning to look at Havoc. And then the color work with the, the Christmas lights with Havoc, with all the green and red. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because most of the colors in this book haven't been all that bright. Yeah, they're not like neon. And then it's just all of a sudden, yeah, it's like this kind of like artsy or kind of like water soft watercolor colors everywhere else and all of a sudden it's just this like electric neon so it's just a fun 180 degree contrast yeah it was really cool i really enjoyed it oh yeah that's really eye-popping like oh yeah Yeah. i was gonna i was gonna say um that was one of the points uh i love the neon orange and red colors to do with alex going supernova that is a really cool effect if it wasn't for uh wolf stabbing that henchman in the eyes back in number uh, issue number two, <laughs> uh, like the, these would have been my favorite panels, yeah, but they're definitely second for sure. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, so what do you think about Wolverine not not telling Havoc the truth about Scarlet? Oh, right. Because um, he starts to. Because he's like, because uh, Havoc's, you know, he's, he's lamenting that all his love always goes wrong. Um he says she was a wonderful dream who got swallowed up by a terrible nightmare. I can't believe she's gone. I can't even visit her grave. And Wolverine's like, Alex, uh, about Scarlet. She, uh... Then he thinks about all the things that she really did, but then he lies to her and she's like, uh, she was something special, buddy. You don't find girls like her every day. Yeah, it's that scene, that typical scene from like a movie when they do that. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah oh I, I liked it yeah it's just fun it's so cute it just yeah just reminded me of those scenes with the, from a movie when they do that yeah I uh, liked it I thought it was funny how about you Jason yeah I thought it was cool I, I, then I thought it was you know it showed because this book I think really kind of cements their friendship right you know they just went through hell together and came out the other side you know in a, I think closer friends than they were when they started and I think it was interesting that Wolverine's like, you know what? Why would I? What good? What would it accomplish if I told him she was really, you know, this terrible person? Like, what? Yeah. What would he get out of that? And you know, she's dead. And at this point, you know, we had not everyone had come back from the dead yet. <laughs> so you know, in Wolverine's mind, he probably thought, you know, yeah, she's gonna stay dead. And so you know, why? Why mess with Havoc's memory of her? So I thought, it was, I thought it was really telling of their friendship. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really I really like that too. And uh, while we're still on that page, that, that scene of Wolverine lighting the cigar, I just l- love how Wolverine looks in that, yeah. that one panel. Yeah, Doesn't he look so good? Pretty cool little really, facial expression. Yeah, for sure. I just thought it was an epic vertical full page spread of uh, Havoc on the plant. All those shots of him on, like, on the plant core floor. Just looks so cool. Oh, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really... And uh, when when Alex said the the core is almost prompt critical, 
Uh, I wrote down, when did he become a nuclear expert? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I thought he was, uh, what's he supposed to be again? He's supposed to be like a geologist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know the X-Men. The X-Men know everything. They're multi-talented. Yeah. They're (laughs) multi-talented. And then at the end of the book, I uh, wrote down like, er, I'm assuming that woman at the end was supposed to be her, right? Did you think so? I couldn't tell. They definitely, they intentionally don't show your face. Yeah. But so I mean, she, at the same time, considering she was like, uh, I think literally the only, the female, the only female right? in four issues, like, I mean, probably her. <laughs> well, but how can For, it be though? She got disintegrated. Uh, well, I guess I was just thinking. It's no, I had I had the same are, thought. People are never dead. It's probably yeah. her. That's all I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, had the same true, thought. I I was with you and just didn't quite add up. But um, I also like how his chess pieces are all the different superheroes. So yeah, yeah like Captain America, cool. the Punisher, Daredevil, Spider Man, Iron Man, Wolverine. Um, yeah, that was fun. So, yeah, I don't know if this guy, I don't remember if this guy comes back anywhere or not, but um, but yeah, that they was definitely like left to it up, open-ended. Set up that he comes back, eh? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely leave it open-ended, so. Yeah, that was yeah. definitely like a strong panel saying like, oh, this is going to be a guy that's going to be back many a time. Right. Favorite <laughs> heroes, like, this is just the beginning. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this is. <laughs> this is the end? He, he never came ever back. <laughs> this is the end. My only friend in the end. The doors. Yeah, buddy. All right. An epic shot of Dr. Neutron at the end with all that like 3D visual geometry imagery around his face. I just thought that was really something because I'm into like, I I draw like 3D models and stuff for work all day. Oh, cool. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So, yeah, I thought the art was good. The story was still really good. All right, so I'm waiting to hear now. Now we're at the end. And you teased that the, the apple cart was going to be upset. So I, I'll just get it out front. I kept the same rating for number four. I'm still a solid five out of six claws. So what are you for number four? Number four, well, I had to do a lot of soul searching. I had to really, <laughs> really look hard in the mirror. And it doing all that took about two seconds, and then I gave this six out of six claws. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for one of these issues to be like two, <laughs> like one, yeah. minus two. <laughs> yeah, you had me no, going. No. You had me going. Uh. <laughs> no, no. I freaking love meltdown listers. I love it. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, easily gave them all sixes. Yeah, I gave them all fives. I was right there with you. Um, I really awesome. enjoyed reading this book. I from yeah. the from the Your start. First read through, I'm eager to hear. Like it's fun to hear fresh perspective. I just I really loved it. I really loved. I mean, like I said, they're not they're not like frenemies like um, Wolverine and Cyclops, but they also haven't been like best buds in the comic either. So to really see Havoc and Wolverine kind of one on one was really fun for me um, to actually for them to have a friendship that worked but and wasn't forced like it felt really natural like you know once they actually like got out and started doing stuff like 
took their little road trip and started bar hopping. Like it, it made sense to them to be friends. So I thought that was really cool. And the way it just kind of started is like this road trip adventure and then kind of swelled into this like massive like Cold War espionage, like all the double double agent undercover stuff. Like I don't know, it just it really the kind of the cloak and dagger feel to it just really I don't know, I was just I was excited to read it. I really loved the way it looked. I still for the life of me don't know what artist did what. <laughs> I think it it felt very consistent. So whatever they did, they made it like there wasn't like a jar. Like I don't know. I I know Pat, you don't read as much current comics, but when you see nowadays like different artists working on books, like you literally turn the page and it almost takes you out of the book because one artist will be so different from the other. And the, these guys were so similar that I don't even know who did what, you know? And, and that really helped the book, if you're going to have two artists, that the tone stayed the same throughout the whole series. And you never felt like... Nothing ever took you out of the story. Um, it was really great. You know, my first read-through, just to read before I took any notes, I sat, uh, down, and read, I sat down and read all four at once, which yeah, was really did. fun. Um Oh, wow. Because these are listeners. These are normal uh, length comics also. They're like they're like 40 pages each, I believe. Something yeah, about that. No, yeah, it was. Uh, so you, you read all four in one sitting? Yeah, yeah. Denise went to bed and I, I stayed up and read. <laughs> and um, and then, the, you know, over the next couple of days, I, I went back and reread and and made jotted down some notes, made my summaries and whatnot. But, um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I read, really... You read, I, you read faster than me. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, I don't know, I just, it, it was a lot of fun, and, you know, it, it, it's a story that fell, I mean, it fits in continuity, but isn't restricted by continuity. Um, yeah, it's just kind of this totally own little, like, just this fun standalone story. Yeah. It's like, just ends on its own, so its own little island of a story. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really loved it. I was really happy to read it, glad to have it in my collection now. Um, so for you, Pat, having been familiar with it, was does it still retain the shine? Does it still still get you going? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, this is like the third time reading it, and uh, still definitely dark never gets old. And um, like I think Meltdown is so good, and it's such a classic because it has a lot of layers to the story, making its readability factor high. Yeah. You can keep picking up new things uh, you didn't catch before. And, uh, yeah. And, like, another thing that makes Meltdowns or, uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. That would have gone into something that didn't have to do with that. Yeah, so that's what I thought. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, any closing thoughts? Yeah, for sure. I, I do have a... A fair bit here, Jason. Right, yeah, again, go for actually. it. Go for it. Just let you know. Yeah, so uh, just listeners meltdown. I just like to lay it out in like a quick, brief paragraph. Like this is what you're getting yourself into. Meltdown is a story of two bros throwing it up <laughs> on a bro trip, who who get separated and are trying to find each other. One's an alcoholic mass murderer, and the other's an innocent, naive poonhound. <laughs> 
Oh, and there's a stereotypical Cold War Russian who is a genetic, generically motivated bodybuilder midget bad guy. <laughs> so that's that's my one paragraph synopsis I have <laughs> over the whole overarching story of Meltdown. That's everything you need. Everything you need. Yeah, right there, man. <laughs> An evil genius chess player, um, a sexy double agent, and... A short, hairy guy who drinks his way across Mexico and Germany. <laughs> it was, uh, was, here's a question for you. With Meltdown, did you, like, did you glean that Meltdown was supposed to be, like, a mutant? Or what? I'm assuming so. They, I don't think they ever actually said, did they? No, they never clearly said it, but yeah. it's just like, well, I mean, My I guess. My assumption, just because it's Wolverine and Havoc, I'm just assuming... You know, the easy answer is he's a mutant. If not, then I'm guessing he had some kind of like nuclear accident or something. But yeah. no, we don't we don't get an origin story for either bad guy. Um, no, they're just they're just he just yeah. turning. It's in funny you bring that up. Nothing's explained. It's, yeah, I like that. It's actually kind of refreshing because normally in yeah. in a book like this, we would spend like at least half an issue talking about how the bad guy grew up and what happened to make him a bad guy and all that. And and that can be fun when it's done right, but I enjoyed this as well, where it's just, here's two bad guys. They're bad. Um, if anything is maybe a little racist, is they're bad because they're Russian. <laughs> and that's yeah. all you need to know. You know, the bad commies. Um, but, um, but no, I actually kind of was relieved that we didn't get like a massive... Because they didn't need a massive backstory. I mean, we got what we needed. They were evil dudes who wanted to take over the world and wanted to use and, nuclear powers, and our heroes stopped them. I mean, what else do you need? And, and it's comics. What more do you need? Come yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, like for, like, if I wanted to go out, like, I really love this, obviously. I gave it all sixes. But, uh, yeah, if I wanted to really go out of my way and try to find something bad about it, that I, it'd be the bad guy's motivation was pretty generic, uh, yes. maniacal bad guy motivation. Right, you know, definitely. just take over the world, type motivation. Right. But, meh. But, meh, the issues are so good that it just it just doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. It's awesome. They don't really explain, like, how they know about the X-Men, especially because like you said earlier, the general population thinks the X-Men are dead. So why he even knew to go looking for Havoc, I'm that's kind of sketchy too. But that's all stuff you only think about if you start overanalyzing. I think if you just yeah, read, yeah. If, you, if you read the yeah, book, it's, it's pretty all, fun. It's all not like explained. Yeah. But to me, really, the villains of the piece are just kind of a prop anyway. To me, this story yeah. is really about, you know, you kind of made light of it with the bro, the bro trip, but it really is about Havoc and Wolverine and how they relate to each other and what they'll do to save each other. And I don't know. For sure. Yeah, definitely. that's... Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Definitely. So. Okay. <laughs> okay, and uh, yeah, another thing I had written down was another thing that makes Meltdown so good is the level of violence and that they don't shy away from it like we are talking about before. They like actually show it, it's, which is like so refreshing because you never like, they never like serve that level of it. And right. like, you know, I'm no kid. I can take it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And everything. Yeah. There's and, definitely uh, a mature feel to it. And also, or just like, just some more stuff I liked about Meltdown. Just obviously, 
the factors that made it so good are like obviously the art like the art just takes the cake but the writing is great too it's really just firing on all cylinders here yeah no it's, it's a beautiful book to look at yeah no I, I agree with you it's it's a top-notch series for sure definitely yeah and like this is really yeah it's really like on deluxe like four issue like 40 40 page each like limited series really like just a deluxe like quite the catch if you got a copy of this and yeah like and i'm a pretty big uh, like wolf nut and this is definitely up there for me as one of the like my all-time uh favorite wolverine comics ever awesome. like my like my wolverine mount my wolverine my wolverine <laughs> mount rushmore would consist of like you know like the I don't know, just off the top of my head, like the Claremont Miller limited series and yeah. this. Like, I would put that up there. I would. <laughs> awesome. Like, I don't know what, what you thought, Jason, if you would uh, go that far on your first reader. But yeah, after my... I'm not sure. Reasons, I, I would say I really, really liked it. Um, I'd have to I'd have to think about that a little more. Yeah, but. fair enough. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, and I've always... I've only ever read up to 2003 so far, listeners. Like, the year 2003 that's as far as i've ever gotten and i'm always slowly working my way up trying to catch up to present day so uh having said that i haven't read everything that jason's read but yeah i'd say that's uh, up there for me yeah definitely it was pretty fun pretty fun yeah right on that's all that's all good <laughs> all right, cool well anything you want to want the listener to know about um you uh no, You're often no, on the Uncanny no. X-Cast Facebook page, posting lots of cool stuff on there. Uh, trailers and all the little videos and pictures you find are always really fun to see. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun hub to hang out in there. Loved, uh, it's super fun talking to all you guys in there. Hope you check out this episode, too. Yeah. Give And give the uh, Snickcast some love. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, cool. Well, I do not know... What will be next? I'm actually kind of, you know, thankfully able to record ahead a little bit. So I don't know what episode will be next. I do know the next flashback. Everyone, and especially Pat, will be happy to hear that we, we will be diving into several issues of the solo series, kind of getting back to that. Um, it's kind of been a while. We really got, uh, through nobody's fault, we just kind of got bogged down trying to get the Inferno episodes out. But now those are done, and um, we'll keep we'll start getting back on track with the flashback episodes. So yeah, nice. that'll be super Happy fun. Yeah, Twelve solo. That's what that's what <laughs> that's what your fans want. Jason, more of that's that right. on the uh, flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, that that damn Inferno is so long, eh? Such a slog. Oh, I loved it though. Did you not like it? You did. Oh, that's cool. No, I yeah. I, I liked it. Maybe not as much, but yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You liked it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back to some uh, Wolf Solo for sure. That's where it's at, baby. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, as usual, uh, like the Facebook page. Twitter is at Snickcast. Email us, Snickcast at yahoo.com. And the website with show notes is Snickcast.podbean.com. So, Pat, again, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Pat is one of our our best listeners and I always love an excuse to try to get them on the show. Um, and we'll look for something else down the road to have you back on. Sound good? Sounds good, man. Thank you so much again. Awesome. That's awesome. All Thanks, right. buddy. Well, until next time, everybody, hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. And Bye-bye. snacked. <laughs>